Real Britannia. It's the podcast. Oh fuck! I've got it wrong already. What is it? It's a very British podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. I can't. Get, I can't get used to it. Leave it in. That's fine. <laughs> Warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our programme. The Sweeney son, and we haven't had any dinner. Real Britannia, a very British podcast about very British films with just the occasional hint of professionalism. Sometimes. Hi, I'm Scott. With me is Tony, actually in the studio. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Had a chance to listen to the first episode. Yes, twice. What, what did you think? Very good. Pleased with your virgin performance as a podcaster? It's all down to you. Yeah, you've you you done it. well. You've done well. You're very good. You're very good. Uh, I can't take any credit for it. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> careful editing made you sound good, is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. It's difficult to listen back to, I've found, because um, listening to yourself is a bit weird. Yeah, see, I've got used to that now. Uh-oh. I've got used to that because, like, seventy-eight episodes of Stinking Paws or whatever it is we've done now, plus Rainbow Valley one, and yeah, you'll get used to it, mate, and and you'll enjoy it. You'll 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 relax and get into it. It's... Hardened veteran, <laughs> of the podcast world. I am the Jimmy Savile of the... no, I'm Ooh. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Had had some decent feedback from the first episode from a few people, which is nice. Thank you, um, people, for your decent feedback. Yes, and no, nobody's slagging us off as yet. Yet, yet. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. Good to know. Um, we're recording this about two weeks after we recorded the first one, and by the time this one goes out, we should be on iTunes because that was the only thing I'm waiting for, so people can subscribe on iTunes. But uh, yeah, thanks to everybody that's that's chipped in and and sort of you know encouraging comments and feedback. Before we go into our review, which was my choice this week, and it's going to be the first Sweeney movie from 1977. Very good choice. Oh, yes, blinding film. You wanted to take a trip down Misery Corner, didn't yes, you? Yes, we've down Misery Lane. Um, two celebrity deaths since we've um, <laughs> last on air. Uh, it's Peter Salis and um, Roger Moore. Yeah, I mean... Two greats have gone. Yeah, it's, uh, Peter Salis, I mean... I think I put on the Facebook page that everybody remembers him for Last of the Summer Wine and Wallace and Gromit. Mm. But he appeared in a couple of Hammer Horror films and, and other British movies of the 60s and 70s as well before before he found fame. Are you a big fan of Last of the Summer Wine? Because I know yes. you like your sitcoms. Yeah, but even even I that, I'm finding very surprising that it's an old man sitcom. Yeah, it, it suits me. 
I mean, how many times can you laugh at old men going down hillsides in bathtubs? Well, what's not funny about that? <laughs> we all love old people when they fall over and stuff, don't we? So. I actually remember my dad, it was his favourite, and he was laughing so much at one episode, he was on the floor, we yeah. thought he was going to have a heart attack, and it, was like, it wasn't that funny, it was funnier watching him watch it than the actual bloody show. Um, yeah, but then again, he was like 96. Yeah, something. he had a good run. Bloody good run, you know. So, yeah. So I, I doubt if there'll be any more Wallace and Gromit movies because you can't replace that voice, can you? You cannot no. replace that. And um, the one that sort of struck home for me a bit more, I think, was the Roger Moore one. Roger Moore, yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, not just James Bond, you know, the Persuaders. Um, oh God, what was that one with Michael Caine? Who's in the Saint? Obviously, yep. the man who would be king. You know, man who haunted himself. All those great, great Roger Moore movies. I loved him. Yeah, it's a, it's a bloody shame. The first of the cinematic bonds to go. You know, mm. I always thought Connery would be the first one to go. Unfortunately, yeah, sad, sad time. Have you watched anything this week? Anything you want to talk about? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always makes for a good podcast. <laughs> nothing, nothing British related, movie wise. Not, not this week. No. I've been busy studying. I've got exams and stuff coming up this okay. week. And so I've watched the Sweeney though. Excellent. Which well, is let's... always a good thing, really, because we were talking about... Yeah, it's always today. handy to watch the film we're going to talk about, isn't it? I was just sitting here and, what well, <laughs> I'm going to do anyway, and chat a bollocks for a, a few minutes. <laughs> nice to see you brought notes as well. I always bring notes. Excellent. See, that'll soon go. You, you'll stop doing that after 20 or 30 episodes. I hope. I'll, I'll because I'll forget what I'm saying. No, right? because after, after about twenty or thirty episodes, you don't give a fuck. You don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't care how professional or polished it sounds. You just turn up and hung over, whatever it may be, like Charlie does. So, let's play the trailer for the Sweeney. We'll be back after this. Or New York for the sweet revenge of Death Wish. Or Marseille for the payoff of the French Connection. But you'll hit the jackpot in London with the total shock suspense of Sweden. A powerful new adventure blasts the big screen with action. John Thaw. Dennis Waterman, Barry Foster, Ian Bannon, Colin Wellen, Diane Keane, Sweeney. I'd like to make a statement, sir. I have reason to believe that there is a high-level conspiracy which is responsible for several so far unexplained deaths and of which I myself have been a victim. Good night. There's no need for all this. What's wrong? You're wrong. The nasty little game you're up to, that's wrong. I had nothing to do with her death. Unfortunately, it has everything to do with you. This policeman, Regan... No, 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 he's no threat to us. Regan, it isn't up to you to question their methods. Question? Five people are dead! Is the whole country asleep? You're deaf as well as stupid! Have you gone bananas? Your chances are slim enough as they are. This is my only chance. Yeah, well, I can't get involved. You're a marked man. Oh, 
three. No! No, if those two guys are special, Branch, it's the place who are trying to kill us. Oh! Already, right? How long before they pass the visit? You have now a terminal. Repeat, terminal assignment. Sweeney, the motion picture that breaks all the rules. And that's the trailer. The film is actually called Sweeney. Not the Sweeney. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Filmed in 1977, directed by David Wicks, starring, of course, John Thor, Dennis Waterman. But also we got some big names like Barry Foster, Ian Bannon and Colin Welland, Diane Keane, Joe Melia, Brian Glover makes an appearance, Linda Bellingham, um, and Bernard Kay playing Matthews. There's no Haskins in this. Tony, can you give us the synopsis of the plot? It is a cinematic spin-off from a popular TV series. I'm sure we all have watched. Yep. Hopefully you have, anyway, if you're listening to this podcast. Hard-bitten flying squad officer Jack Regan gets embroiled in a deadly political plot <laughs> when an old friend asks him to investigate the death of his girlfriend. Framed on a drunk drive charge and suspended from the force with his partner and best mate George Carter unable to help. Jack must rely on his wits to evade deadly government hitmen and expose the real villain of the piece it's not your typical Sweeney TV plot is it this no. one and as much as I like the film it just seems a bit alien to the TV show yeah. to me I can see what they're trying to do um, big budget let's do something a little bit different let's make the stakes a little bit higher sort of thing but the joy of the Sweeney for me was chasing the villains you know the bank robbers and and the london gangsters and that sort of thing yeah and that just took it took it to a different level and and i think this is why i prefer sweeney 2 to sweeney because it goes back to the good old-fashioned blaggers and the bank robbers doesn't it in that one yeah you've seen this a few times then i take it because i didn't realize you were a fan but then yes. again big fan of the sweeney yeah um a massive hit in my household excellent my father loves the sweeney yeah and like the professionals and all that comes with it, you know. Minder. Minder, of course, Minder. <laughs> anything sort of Dennis Waterman related. <laughs> Dennis, anything where Dennis Waterman sings a theme tune. Yeah, writes <laughs> a theme tune, sings the theme tune. So, you've, how many times have you seen this film? Oh, I've got to say three or four times. You have, four. right. Yeah. Okay. Give us your thoughts on it. What do, what do you reckon? What, what do you think of the movie itself? I was actually a little bit disappointed with this one. Yeah, Compared cool. to the actual TV series, yeah. I was a bit disappointed. It just seemed a bit over the top. Mm-hmm. And it was too... Trying, it was trying to impress too much. I'll say, I think it's it's overstretched a itself on. a bit, didn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. they, they were so... They did so well with the series, TV series. They had 200... I think it's £233,000 an episode to That's play with. big money back then. Massive money back then. Because they were always smashing up cars. I suppose and so, yeah. yeah. The chases. And there's yeah. quite a big, quite big storyline Yeah. It? And I think they've just tried to overdo themselves in this film. The, the political sort of thing doesn't seem to be what we know and love of, no. of the TV series. But then I've written that a bit, a bit of a nerve back then anyway. It's sort of a political... Yeah. Time, wouldn't it? So. Yeah, we're talking seventy-seven. There's a lot of sort of like there's the corruption side to this. There's the the, the hitman side of it. I liked, you know, in being pursued by the guy with the machine guns and stuff was brilliant because it just it, it made it a I don't know almost a Hollywood type movie. Mm. But it isn't 
the Sweeney we know and love. No. But it's not a bad film. No, no, it's not a bad film. Not a bad film at all. Um, well, I think I'm inclined to agree with you that Sweeney 2 was better. Yes. A lot better. Well, we will review that eventually. Yeah. Yes. Sooner rather than later, possibly, because I, I nearly very very nearly watched it again straight after this. Because <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Next week's instalment, everyone. There's a spoiler for you, Sweeney 2. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to do it straight away. <laughs> so... What do you think? What, what, what do you think of the film itself? Apart from you know being a bit disappointed, what, what did you like about it? It's set in London. Yep. It's still got the Sweeney's. You know, they're still driving around in the good old cars <laughs> we love, the Fords. Yep. The villains have got guns. We all love guns. And we love <laughs> chasing around parts of London. We've got all oh, we've walked past that part of London. Oh, that's great! Isn't it? That's what I like about it. Yeah. Yeah. And some of it. You know, the corrupt Met Police back in the day, especially the Flying Squad yeah. and their history. You think, yeah, yeah, yeah sort of true to life, but the, the storyline's just a bit extravagant. I it think. is, it is, but I like the the elements that they've sort of kept true from the TV series, that as soon as they come back off a job, they're cracking open the whiskey yeah. and, and everybody's smoking in offices and things, which you obviously don't see nowadays. And no. Proper old-fashioned pubs. And, and just like you say, it just evokes, not for you, but per se, but for me, it evokes memories of that time. Mm. Yeah, it, it's still a good movie, but as I say, it's it's just not, if you're a fan of the TV show, it's it's just that little bit different. Yeah. A little bit different. What have you got in your notes? You said you made some notes, which I'm quite impressed with. That's... Lots of notes. Let me have a look. All right, so yeah, we um, have been planning a feature film for two years before it actually came out. Because the... F- the TV series started seventy five. I that think, was it, didn't and it? this was planned for seventy five by Nat Cohen. Oh right, so the, the, the films, the early days of the TV series, yeah. they were going to actually. So that it was, I think, from what I can gather from that, from what I've read up, it mm-hmm. was actually meant to be a film first, then the Sweeney series. Because what happened? The the pilot for the film TV series was a thing called Regan. Yes, wasn't it part of the midweek playhouse season or whatever it was that ITV had. And that then developed into the Sweeney over four series, didn't it? Yeah. But it wasn't uncommon, was it, for pretty much common... All the British sitcoms had their own big movie spin-off. Yeah. Um, and so did some of the dramas. I mean, Callan had a spin-off, I think, on the big screen, amongst other things as well. So so this was in the planning for two years, you say, yeah? It says, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I read into it, yeah, 1975 they started the planning of it. Mm. And then it was actually 1977 that Euston Films actually did it. Right, Okay. Okay, and then Sweeney 2 was quickly followed up the following year. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly. Okay, okay. Anything else? What other fun facts have you got, Tony? Let's have a... The film follows fairly closely to the events of the Profumo scandal, which had rocked British politics more than a decade before, although the film was much more violent premise. There is a bit of a yeah. link, yeah. Because it was also it... notable for um, for featuring the topical subjects of energy policy and oil usage, major yep. international issues. Yep. At the time the film was made. True, true. And it's also, it ends with, it's a very bittersweet ending, just like the Profumo affair. The ending, the very, very ending, I don't really want to spoil it too much, but that was a bit strange. Mm. The very, very last sort of word, the last scene. Mm. Not typical Sweeney. No. No. But I can see the Profumo connection because it's all to do with an MP and a hooker and, you know, sharing a government secrets and, and stuff like that. Didn't even think of that watching it, but, yeah, there is a 
is a definite sort of like parallel to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've just read on IMDb the office where Barry Foster was based, Media Incorporated, which is on Albert Embankment in London. It was the home of Geoffrey Archer. Oh. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Who had recently bought it from John Barry, the composer. Oh, he did the Midnight Cowboy theme, didn't he? He did. He did a lot of stuff, John Barry. That's just one I'm thinking of. Yeah, some James Bond stuff, didn't he, as well? So, yeah, yeah. So, when was the last time you watched a TV series? What, the Sweeney? Yeah. Uh, about three or four weeks ago. Oh, she's still quite regularly watching it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I went on a binge. Again, she went out. Yeah. Like, like always, because I'm not allowed to watch this stuff, because she's into all that real housewives and <laughs> all that shit. Yeah. All the fake stage stuff. And, and I went on a binge, and I thought, what can I watch? And I couldn't find I couldn't find me professionals. I thought, oh, I'll put Sweeney on. Brilliant. Start from number one, start again. Yeah, I did that once. I, I, I don't think I got all the way through it, but... Um... I think I managed to do three seasons over the course of a month or two, you know. Yeah, I, I think I managed to get through a season over a couple of nights, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do watch it quite frequently. Now, if I go to my parents' house, it's always on in the background. Mm-hmm. There's an ITV4, yeah. I think it is. They love playing it. Oh, it's on every time ITV4 gets switched on in this house. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's always it's always, it's always that or the professionals, isn't yeah. it? Just go back to the cast. Obviously, we've got John Thor and Dennis Walterman. We got some big names: Barry Foster, yeah, as Elliot McQueen, and Ian Bannon as Charles. But ba- Ian Bannon's brilliant in this. Charles Baker, yes, um, you can't fault the man at all. I mean, me and Charlie reviewed a movie with him in it called The Offence, right? Um, which is very, very dark, and he's brilliant in that. Um, that's what you need to be an MP. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Colin Welland playing the reporter. Now, Colin Welland won the Oscar for the screenwriting of um, Chariots of Fire. Oh. 84, I think it was. But have you seen the film Kez? No. Oh, well, he's one of the teachers in Kez. That's one film we're going to have to review because it is a bloody great British film. Right. Really, really good movie. And then you've got a very young Diane Keane and a very young Linda Bellingham, who, who doesn't last too long. No. Um, but, yeah, we've got some big... Well, biggish names, biggish British names of the late 70s. Mid seventies, all appearing in this. Has it aged well? Does it still hold up? No. <laughs> Does it? Is it dated? Is it? Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's quite dated. But, I, the, the Sweeney in general weren't. I, I think all of them like that are just very dated now. There's a lot of things have changed, and they. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to go and beat people up and call them slags. <laughs> but it's them. also, <laughs> yeah, it's also things like you know, there's obviously no mobile phones or no. anything like that, and everything's all done. Yeah, that, traditionally, just, you know. Yeah, it just seems so ancient, and they have to screech to a halt next to a phone box. Yeah. To, to speak to someone, <laughs> or can they put me through to the telex room? The telex room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's that's the charm of it. I mean, at the time, it was this gritty, tough British cop drama. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think we've seen the likes of it since. No. I mean, The Bill became a soap opera, really. Yeah. But I like things like Life on Mars that tried to replicate it. I Yeah. Yeah? I didn't think I was going to like Life on Mars Mm. because it was sort of um, alien-y. That's what yeah. I was told. Oh, because it was the sci-fi side of things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah it was very sort of um, Sweeney-esque again. I think they deliberately tried yeah. to capture that, didn't they, in that series? Then yeah. Ashes to Ashes. That Which, was the follow-on to it. Do you know, I never saw Ashes to Ashes because that was set in the eighties, wasn't it? That was set in the eighties in London. Yeah, 
and that was very very good oh well i've got that i've actually got the uh, the box set of both of those I'll and to... I, i'd like to think that if the sweeney were to carry on that's yeah. how it would have been if it yeah. was to carry on yeah see because by the time it finished which was 78 i think sweeney yeah you forget it's a long time ago it didn't even hit the 80s um what's his face dennis waltman had moved on to minder much more successful for him that was huge at the time John Thor became Inspector Morse Inspector Moose yes yeah so good things for for all of them you know out of, out of it um, Haskins wasn't in it the governor no apparently because they didn't offer enough money Garfield Morgan yeah they, they weren't offering him enough money so they came up with a new governor for this um, but that new governor that was in that is also in the TV series as well as Huskins governor. Ah, so oh, that's the link then. That's yeah. fine then. That's yeah. But then there's the other guy with the moustache as well, isn't there? That's I can't remember if he was the chief super or whatever he was. You know, but that, that's a lot of the people in this movie, mm. even the villains, have been in the, some of the the series as well. I think they tried to keep it, didn't they? That tried to sort of keep it consistent, I suppose. You well, know, and I think that's that's something else I've noticed. Just, again, with the professionals, the Sweeney. Just the same, it's the same actors, but they stick a moustache on them and a hat. Yes, and they, you ain't gonna notice. <laughs> so they've been shot in one episode and buried, and then three weeks later they're, they're back a on again. Completely different villain. As a shop owner, that's <laughs> <laughs> been blagged. What I like seventies were, isn't it? <laughs> oh, brilliant. What I like about the second one is you get a bit more sort of. Um, of the other coppers as well. Yeah. In the second one, they take on this new driver who's a bit of a educated thing. He's an educated lad, isn't he, or something? They will take the piss out of him because he's, you know, he's he's quite healthy living and eating fruit and that instead of like going down and getting a sandwich or a or a meat pie or something. He's oh no no, no it's okay, governor. I got a, got an apple. You know, it's one of those. And and they develop the actual people that Jack and um, George work with. Mm. You know. But yeah, we'll come on to Sweeney too eventually. But give it a couple of months, mate, before we re- yeah. revisit that. So, if we were to give it a rating, if you were to give it a rating, what would what would you give Sweeney? I would go something low as a two. Ooh, what out of five? Mm. I wasn't best impressed with this one. When was the last time you watched it then? This morning. <laughs> no, I mean before. That. Um, it's probably good at least six months ago, before this. And and would you have rated it a two six months ago, or are, are you suddenly? Now I think, I think you're I'm, thinking like a like a critic now. Now you've got your own podcast. Now I've actually looked. At it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I've um, looked at it. Yeah, and sort of dissected it and picked it apart a bit. It's um, it don't hold up for you. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been a five six months ago. Right. Okay. It, it still wouldn't have been up there. It'd have been it a three possibly. Possibly a three. Yeah. But now I've really looked at it. Yeah. And just realised how shit it actually is in some places. I've gone the complete opposite to you. I gave it a four. Really? Yeah. Because on, on letterbox.com, which is where me and Charlie from the Stinking Paws, we, we, you do our ratings and reviews on there. It's a five-star system. And I always say to Charlie, my my ratings are not how good the film is. It's how much I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, so it could be... It could be one of the most classic movies ever made that's been, you know, highly rated by everybody. Prime example, say Jules and Jim, Mm. classic French New Wave movie. It gets five-star ratings everywhere else. Yeah. Me and Charlie hated it. Got one star. But it might be a bloody good film, but I didn't enjoy it. Um, This, despite its faults, 
I still enjoyed it. I sat there with a couple of beers and a pizza on Friday night. Yeah. And I was back in 1977 as a kid, an eight-year-old kid. You know, because even though it started at nine o'clock at night on a Tuesday or whatever it was, most of the time I was allowed to stay up and watch it, even back then. I've even got, and I'll have to show you later, I've still got the Sweeney board game in my wardrobe. Wow. From about that sort of time. Yeah, it's incredible. It really is. It's just happy times, happy memories, mate, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I couldn't enjoy it as much as a as an episode. That That's my yeah. problem with it. I found that some of the episodes and their storylines... Were better. ...were so much better than this. As I say, I think they overstretched. They they yeah. realised they had a bit of money. They realised they could... And they've gone for it. Yeah, and and that isn't what the Sweeney was. The Sweeney wasn't political intrigue. no. It was... Well, the, the, the Sweeney in their nature, they're there for robberies. Basically. It's a robbery spot. And that was the best part of the film, was when they go after that gang that are doing the wages snatch and yeah. have the big fight in the car park. Yeah. Yeah? yeah that's Brilliant. what Flying Squad is. That, yeah. that, I think that's another thing that sort of bugged me with it. The Flying Squad. Yeah. The, the well, nitty-gritty arm robbers. Yeah. And then... And then there... John Four finds himself involved in... Some political... Hitman thing. Yeah. More by accident, obviously. He's not investigating. Yeah. It's just the way he's, he's doing it as a favour for a friend. But, yeah. But would you recommend it to anybody? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I would recommend it to watch it and then watch two, but also watch the series before that. So 75 to 77, watch that. Then yeah. watch the film, so you know the Sweeney. You know it's about you know the characters. If and you things were going like to the film a bit well, fresh to it, you, you wouldn't yeah. understand it. Some of our American listeners, it's it's how can I describe it? the films are sort of very similar to say something like The Long Good Friday, perhaps because that was made by Houston Films as well, wasn't it? Or oh, no, it was handmade, wasn't it? Handmade films made um, Long Good Friday, um, but it's of that era and it's that sort of villainy, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm probably going to watch Sweeney Two tonight now. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the mood for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney Two, obviously, I don't want to because we're going to review it anyway. Yeah. but it would get a high review. High rating because it is more TV series. And I think but... they've probably learned from some of their mistakes in this one from it, and they've yeah. gone back to what they know. You know, we all know that every week when we used to when we watched it. Yeah, obviously, I didn't watch it in the time I went about. Mm. I'm making it sound like I was there, but <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. But we all know that it's going to be a little Morris van that's going to get his windscreen shot out, yep. security guards getting bashed over the edge, that's it. and someone runs off into an estate with some money. One, but that's what we want. One big memory from Sweeney too, watching it with my dad, my stepdad. And there's a point in it, and my dad went, they must have realised, he said, that um, that this is like a cinema thing, he said, because all of a sudden they start swearing. Yeah. They start effing and blinding. And it's, it, it takes a good hour or so into the film before they actually do it, because they weren't allowed to... Oh, man, what, what would you get in the TV series? The odd shit and bugger. Yeah. That would be about it, wouldn't it? Yeah, crap. Crap, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And that was sort of edgy back then, I think, you know. Oh, that's why it was on at nine o'clock. It was violent. Finger now biter, wasn't it? There, oh. was, there was lots of complaints about the violence for the TV series at the time. I remember that quite, quite vividly, yeah. Okay, let's take a short break and we'll be back with what we're going to be watching next time. <laughs> What we're watching next time, it's down to you this time round, Tom. Um, yeah. You chose the first one, which was The Eagle Has Landed. I picked Sweeney. 
And this is the point where I have to act really surprised as to what you're going to say because you told me last night what we're going to be watching. What is well, it? I was hoping you were going to be that pissed you wouldn't have remembered, but <laughs> evidently. No. <laughs> Go on, what, what are we watching? Um, it's a film from 1967. Yeah. It's got two very, very big names in British comedy in it. Yep. Uh, Mr. Tommy Cooper. Excellent. And Mr. Eric Sykes. Fantastic. And a piece of wood. <laughs> I think we can guess it's the 1967 The Plank short as well isn't it 45 minutes long yeah so it wasn't Was it It was made for TV then really wasn't it I think but I've got no objection to reviewing something like this because of the nature of it and what it is I think they showed it at cinemas as well at one point I'm not too sure I have not seen this for over 20 years wow yeah. I've not watched it in a while Yeah. I just sort of um I was going to go for something else. Okay. And then I did a complete 360 and I thought, ah, I'll go for a plank. Excellent. There's going to be a lot of famous people in this. Yeah. If I remember rightly, it was it was just the cream of British comedy from 1960s. And not a, not one word of dialogue. No. Am I, am I right? Not one word uh, of dialogue. I think there's a bit of mumbling here and yeah. there. Yeah. And a few sort of words you can't sort of understand what being yeah. said. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's available on YouTube as well. So, if you haven't seen it, before the next episode, ladies and gents, try and check it out, because uh, it's only 45 minutes of your time, and I think you'll be uh, And if you like a bit surprised. of slapstick comedy... It's basically what it is, isn't it? Is it black and white? No, it's in colour. It's in colour. Okay. It is in colour. Okay. Looking forward to that. Tony, it's been a pleasure, as, as always, always, sir. Thank you. Hopefully, we are on iTunes, so if you can get yourself over to iTunes and subscribe... Um, this and other episodes are available on the website realbritannia.libsyn.com you can email us or send mp3s your thoughts and feedback to realbritannia at gmail.com and you can follow us on twitter at rbritanniapod and there's also a facebook page yes so join us over there and join in the conversation thanks once again for all your feedback and your comments most appreciated everybody Tony thank you again sir thank you and I'll see you in about a week or two's time we should do it all again cheers mate bye 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 Bon voyage. Good luck. Thank you. British end up, sir.